I didn't hit the record button. What are you yes, talking you about? Did. No, I didn't. Yes, did. <laughs> no, we're just totally a normal conversation. I know, it's not you're right. It's not a podcast at all. This isn't a, this isn't a podcast. This is just a normal normal, a normal conversation. conversation between yeah. us. Welcome to the Crunch. This is Patrick. As oh, I oh no, you don't. No, you don't come in yet. You're the guest. Who do you think this is? I'm sorry. How dare you try to replace Ethan? What are you? I'm so sorry. I'm keeping that it. So welcome to the Crunch. I, as you guys know, Ethan is gone. Um, we recorded three different episodes that have been released over the past three weeks, but. Ethan is still gone for another three episodes, which is crazy because last year it was only five episodes. Well, I guess he was on the last three. But anyway, so I don't get to talk to him for three weeks. So that's 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 why I'm so sad. But um, yeah, so I was I was going to do an episode with uh, Katie Prejean McCready at CYMC this past weekend, but she decided to take a nap instead of podcast with me. That's a true story. So um, I, I totally understand it. She has a kid. I don't. So whatever. And I was praying about it and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I think that I wrote a blog post a couple of weeks ago that a lot of people, I had a lot of good feedback on it. Um, It was about dating culture, not just dating in Catholic circles, but also actually, no, it was about dating in Catholic circles. So yeah, but um, it was about dating in Catholic circles. And that's something that Ethan and I started this podcast to talk about because we were both mad about dating oh really oh yeah yeah the first episode wow you're not up on your crunch trivia nope (laughs) the first the first episode was called god's not your wingman um we're just talking about like praying about dating is funny because god's not your wingman that was a whole bit Mm. and uh, we talked about catholic dating and so i was like why not do another why not return to our roots and do another catholic dating episode but ethan's not here so who would I talk to? And I decided, well, why not? Because Phoebe and I talk about this all the time, obviously, because we are Catholic and dating. Yeah. So we were talking, I don't know if I'm including this, but we were talking before we started and we were like, this is such a weird. So first of all, we're in a really weird setup as I honestly, I feel like I feel like I, I feel like I say that every week. We're in a really weird setup. The The mic, I borrowed a mic set from another podcast, The Christ in Culture run by my good friends, uh, Clint, Gordon, and Steve. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was weird. <laughs> that was just... You owe me... You can't jinx soda. me on my own podcast. You just got jinxed. <laughs> you owe me a soda. Fine. Can I talk, though? It's going to be a really quiet podcast. No, if I it's can't. <laughs> my podcast now. The crunch has been taken over buy me sorry ethan so back to the shout out <laughs> go follow the christ in culture they deserve it they're a great show about uh where we can find christian themes and images in um in popular media i was in an episode last summer i was on an episode last summer about the incredibles which was in dubitably the best podcast i've ever been on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny right before i left for colorado yeah um Clint gave me like a huge stack of business cards and I still have them. So you should have given them out in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I really should have, but I never got on that level with people that I was like, Hey, listen to this podcast that I've never listened to. It's one of the, it's one of the five love languages. It's it's, it's, it's six. It's the sixth love language. Yeah. Plugging, plugging podcasts. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Giving someone a podcast card. So it's a very, it's a very deep and intimate. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Phoebe and I, as like I was saying, Phoebe and I talk about dating all the time, obviously. So I was like, why not just talk about dating while recording it? While recording <laughs> it. And it's weird because we feel like we're having this normal conversation, but like a robot is in our face. We're all, wait, someone just texted me. Which go, is actually what's happening. I'm in the middle of podcasting. Go away. Is it? Is no. It, oh, no, no. Oh, wait, it. was that me? It might have been you. It doesn't matter. The people matter. We are in a very <laughs> important situation. This is a very important right situation. <laughs> yep. Any hoozles. So. Hoozles? <laughs> <laughs> Who says hoozles? So buckle in for a unique crunch experience because obviously this is this is Phoebe's debut. This is a very big, big day. 
this is not not just anybody gets to come on the crunch it's so feel feel yeah. everybody welcome well is, what's your what's your twitter handle uh i'm not a big fan of twitter so don't follow me on twitter Go it's like <laughs> what i don't even miss phoebe johnson or that, something like that. i made the the only reason why i made a twitter was for a class when i was an education major which i am no longer an education major so i never go on it gotcha anymore. <laughs> what's your instagram my instagram it's pj underscore dragonfly okay so i also don't go i don't use social media that much this you is know that. here's so. the thing. This is this is the most incredible thing about Phoebe and me is that I am extremely online. Yes. And Phoebe is extremely offline. 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 But only in an internet kind of way. <laughs> what, what 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 do you mean? You're offline then. Offline. You're online in a non-internet kind of way. I don't know what I meant by that. All right, I'll cut it out. Okay, cool. Man, I, I'm gonna have to really listen through this. You're gonna have to. This is probably gonna end up being like two hours long. Oh my god! And you're gonna have to listen to all of our conversations. I want to go to bed. I'm just. <laughs> I want to go okay. to sleep. It's okay. I'll listen to it. Okay. You. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um. Anyway, wait. We're talking about dating. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about dating. Anyway, yeah. what did what did you, what did you do today? What I do today? Yeah. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Cause okay, this is this is the thing. I don't know if you know how this works here, but usually we talk, we tell a funny yeah. story. Do you have oh, a funny story? From oh ooh okay. Well first, well I need to think about it. You supposed hmm. to have this ready. You're supposed to be ready to go. I'm sorry. Okay, I I have to have a funny story because I work with kids all day, but I had to write two incident reports today. <laughs> Which is not fun or funny, but do you have a funny story while I, I think about it? Uh, the problem is I already told you all my funny stories. Well, you got. I met. Me I met a guy. I met a guy on the plane here. He's from Pittsburgh, and that's it. That's the story we had. Oh, there you were didn't a bunch. I didn't. Oh, I didn't tell you about that. No. I didn't uh, well, tell okay. That. So here's here's another thing. I was on. I was on this plane. First of all, I don't know if you know this, but um, if you get up on a plane that's about to like back away from the gate they have to stop the plane if you stand up out of your seat and go to the bathroom for instance oh wow so this guy went to the bathroom right as you're about to pull from the gate and they had to stop the flight i know and then the same thing happened when we landed and we were away from the gate and then this guy got up and used the bathroom and they were like excuse me guys we can't move this plane unless you're sitting down please i want to go home it was like that sort of it was like so anyway but also on the plane there were a bunch of high school kids, and I was like, okay, I get it. High school kids can fly, but there were so many high school kids. And they were talking about, like, Costa Rica, and I asked them if they were going on a mission trip, and they looked at me like I was an idiot. And I was like, I understand that Costa Rica is not, like, a mission trip place, mm-hmm. but, like, I was like, maybe they're going on, like, a mission trip, and they're stopping through South or <laughs> through Costa Rica, and they were like, no, we're going on a field trip. And I was like, you're going on a field trip? To Costa Rica? To Costa Rica. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they, they, the, the homeboys needed passports to go on a field trip. Could you imagine if you're like, you're like allergy medication, parental permission <laughs> form, and a freaking passport? Wait. I was like, what school do you guys yeah, go to? that's my question. And so this guy and I bonded. I was like, I looked at him and I was like, they were having a long conversation about luggage or whatever. And mm-hmm. this guy, like, I was talking to this guy and I was like, you know, the real question I have it's not about this kid's luggage. The real question I have is, did he say Did he say they were going to Costa Rica? And he was like, I don't know, man. High school these days. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, high school these days. I wasn't <laughs> I was in high school five years ago. I'm a big, I'm a big grown-up boy. Yep, <laughs> I'm a big yep. old grown-up man. It's funny, though, because like the transition that you have from high school to college to not in college anymore, which I wouldn't know about, is crazy. Yeah. That sounded ironic, but I really don't know about it, obviously. But I thought about, okay, I don't have a funny story, but one of my kids drew a picture for me. Okay. And that was super cute. That's, that's it. What was it a picture of? Was it of you? It was a picture of, um, (laughs) no, it wasn't of me. It was of a person with a dog because we are the summer pups. That's your, that's your team. I'm a camp counselor. I should probably clarify that for your listeners. Um, at the Y. So I came up, so we came up with, um, what do you call it? A a name, I guess, for our group. And it's the Summer Pups 
Am I being loud enough? Oh, yeah, you're good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the summer pups. So we did this activity where we went inside and I gave them paper and markers and I told them to draw a pup or a dog. And <laughs> one of my kids was like, I already drew that. So she ripped it out of her sketchbook and she was like, look, see? And so I looked at it and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. And I gave it back to her and she was like, no, you need to keep it. And I was like, okay. Do you, do you have it with you? I do have it. It's in my backpack. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I literally cute. have every, every cute kid drawing it means so much to it's me. just like like it's so funny because it's like when i when when i was a kid and i thought of like kids drawing for their parents i was always like who cares what you drew <laughs> whatever but then when a little kid walks up to you and is like i made this for you it's a picture of you but as a unicorn you're like this is my most Wait, prized possession has that happened to you no <laughs> I drew a picture of myself as a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. When Hopefully I, not recently. Might have been recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this, this girl at Vacation Bible School one year, she made, I told you about this, she made me a little plaque that was like a, it, it said, I was, it was, it was, it was kingdom themed and I was the host. And so I dressed <laughs> up in a king robe and I, I had them call me Sir Patrick of Nevi. Oh, that's funny. Series, that's my series still calls me Sir Patrick. It's a very big deal to me. Um, so there's <laughs> Sir Patrick of Nevi. And so she drew me a little plaque that said Sir Patrick. And she wrote funny. And she made it an acrostic poem where each of the letters stands for a word. And yeah. and so she wrote F is for funny. Obviously, <laughs> that's the easiest one. U is for unicorn. N is for nice. N is for neat. And Y is for you rock. That's so cute. It is, also, it was, unicorn is just so random. Yeah, I know. She like, I, it's like the only U word that yeah. she knew or something. Ukulele. Y- Unicycle. Unicycle. Unibrow. Uh, I can. I can only. Uvula. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing in your throat. You rock. Oh wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, those are those are all U words. Never mind. Except I got. I got. You. I got confused. I don't know how to transition into our topic. Dating. Dating. So There's our transition. Did you read the blog post that I posted? Was I supposed to read a blog post? No, you're never <laughs> supposed to read. Wait, everyone, everyone just laughed it, at me. Was it Twitter? No. Was it on Twitter? No, no, no. It was, was it? it was on. It was on the. So I started a blog. You remember that, right? Oh yes. Oh wait. Oh. Yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. The link for your blog post. Yes. About dating? Yeah. Oh yeah, I read Did that. You, okay, good. Yeah, All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. <laughs> and oh wait, no, I showed you that this is this is a good segue because what okay. we just what we just saw on Instagram. What did we just see? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone posted. Someone. Someone. someone <laughs> a dating speaker posted a picture on Instagram that was like a it was like a cute face that her kid made. It was adorable, and she was like, "My face when someone gives me unsolicited advice." And I was like, that's a really weird thing for a dating speaker to say mm. because all dating talks are just unsolicited advice. It used to happen all the time, like all the time at Franciscan. When like we first started dating, it was like unsolicited advice, unsolicited yeah. advice, all this stuff. Yeah, everyone having opinions. Everyone had opinions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, it, do you remember, do you remember like our friend our, when, when we, um, when we first said, I love you. One of I, I said that to our friend. I was like, "Oh, there's Phoebe. I love her." And she was like, "You can't say that yeah. yet." Yeah, it was right. like a really, it was a really weird, yeah. weird thing. And so I wrote, I wrote a whole, a whole blog post about dating and how I get really upset because when I was younger, especially, I feel like all of these, all of these talks I would listen to because the 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 people who listen to dating talks the most. I feel like I listen. Maybe I shouldn't say that. When I listened to dating talks the most was when I was single. When I was single was the time that I listened to, like all the time. It was just dating talks, dating talks, dating talks. Because I was like, when I start dating, I'm going to have it so yeah. down. Did you mm-hmm. do that too? Yeah, I was honestly, ever since I think, what? oh gosh, probably junior high, I was like completely obsessed with my future <laughs> husband. <laughs> like I, I got, I don't know if I've told you this, but I got this, this bear called the boyfriend bear. And you were supposed to write letters to your future husband and then on your wedding day you give this bear to your husband gotcha to be husband where in the bear would you stuff there was like there was a there was a uh there was a pocket in its back 
Okay, good. I was yeah. like the two the two options I was thinking of. Both of them were kind of weird. I was like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. What either. you do is you cut a hole in the. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But did you did you do the was, boyfriend bear? It was funny how it. I don't think I've told you this part. It's, it was funny how it kind of ended up working, because at the time it was whenever I was in a bad relationship. It was in high school mm. and I would write letters to this guy, mm. like having in my mind that he was the one who I was going to be with. Yeah. Um, and then I would put them in the boyfriend bear. And of course, like months later, I took all the notes out and ripped them up and threw them away. So, and I never really touched it again. So that's yeah. honestly how the boyfriend bear turned out. But yeah, I was like. I, I didn't I wouldn't say I I listened to a lot of dating talks, but I definitely was into like someone is out there for me, my Prince Charming is coming, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. The the whole the whole writing letters to your future spouse thing, I've heard that everywhere. Yeah. I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I tried doing it, it was a letter to the girl that I liked at yeah, that time. Exactly. I feel like there's really no way to avoid that. Yeah. Just in right. your heart of hearts, like, you know who you want it to be. Yeah. And it's like, you're just writing a letter to them. And then, and then, I mean, I say like, say like that happened and then you get married to someone completely. Would you think, do you think they really want to read yeah, that right. letter of like, uh-huh. I hope you like, I hope you like sitting, sipping Starbucks on the beach. It's like, I hate the beach and I hate coffee. Exactly. This sucks. Like, they just, you don't want to, you don't want to open up all that baggage than on your wedding day you know yeah. like it's like hey yeah. here's here's a bear full of my past yeah you know? i don't know i like whenever i hear speakers who it worked for talk about it yeah i don't even remember who who i've heard it from but some some dating speaker had talked about how she wrote letters and like um I, it was either her or her husband had written a letter to her future spouse on like a specific day and then whenever they got married they found out that that was a significant day for Mm. the other and it was it just seems so romantic and I love that and I think for the people who it worked for it was so attractive for everyone else but it doesn't work for everyone you know because that's like not how relationships go for everyone it's just the same it's just another fairy tale yeah but it just one that happened to work yeah and i mean it goes it goes back to what you were saying about standards like yeah it's 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 this thing they're like oh this is what you want that your relationship to be like this beautiful fairy tale thing where you write letters and all this stuff which is great and like i said if it works for you i am so happy for you and that's probably so sweet and so romantic but it doesn't work for everyone yeah and I've, I always heard this like this phrase is like the the love story that God has for you is better than any fairy tale. Mm. And I was just be like, that's really sweet. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like the love story that God has for me is going to be like the best. I, I heard that as it's going to be the best fairy tale ever. Yeah. But I think what it really should be like translated to is fairy tales are not like romance. Mm-hmm. fairy tales are like very there's a there's a a, a finale right there's like a, a fin 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 it's finite <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the fairy tale ends and they get married right but like romance and like love and relationships are this very ongoing yeah thing and it's it's really hard to like just pin down four simple rules that'll yeah. make your dating process seamless you yeah. know yeah. Also, can we talk about the fact that in most fairy tales, like actual fairy tales, they get married after like a week? Like <laughs> Cinderella. Honestly, I don't even know the time frame. And I'm just going by the Disney version. It might be different in the actual. In the Brothers Grimm version, they actually went through some serious uh some serious issues and they had to go to couples counseling. Wait, really? No. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was like, see, that is reality. That is reality. Yeah. Couples counseling. Yeah, couples counseling, you see. But no. Yeah, you should have you should have seen Rapunzel's pre cana. It was a mess. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He climbed up the tower and right right, right when down. he stepped in the window. <laughs> in the window, they were fighting. They were fighting. No, and then 
couples counseling. But yeah, in fairy tales, like the Disney versions, at least it's the quote unquote, the honeymoon stage, like right whenever you start dating someone yeah, and it's just so romantic. But if you were to actually marry someone like three days after you met him, there's a, you need a whole lot of grace, a whole lot of sacramental grace. You could do it. Yeah, that too. I was just going to say there's a problem, but yeah, you do need grace. You you might, you might have some issues and like frozen touched on that. Sort of. Wait, what are you talking about? Frozen. Like, like Anna fell in love with Hans and then... Oh, I, yes. I feel like... So the I feel peanut like, butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the what? The peanut butter song. Wait, no. Peanut butter song? <laughs> no, the one... The sandwich song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We finished each other's yeah, sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I thought... Uh, no, that... that now butters. that you say sandwiches, that totally makes sense. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like she falls in love with him, mm-hmm. but then... She's like, oh, he was bad. But then yeah. she meets another guy and falls in love with him yeah. pretty much two days. And so it yeah. like it took. But I think the reason is because you can really only show so much in a movie and like mm-hmm. movies are supposed to be like that. And I don't think those movies are supposed to reflect reality proper. They're supposed to reflect like some kind of. I don't know, like one aspect or something. It's very it's mm-hmm. very. But that's why I think that um, I, I think that we have done, we as Catholics have done a disservice to dating relationships by the way that we specifically talk about dating. I know a lot of chastity Mm. speakers go around talking about how the world has ruined dating for us and we have to reclaim dating. But I think what's happening is we are also ruining dating for ourselves Mm. by going in the other direction. We're like, no hookup culture. So instead, we're going to have these rules. One of the rules that I heard, it was like the most ridiculous rule ever. It was like, make sure that your first date is no longer than 90 minutes. And it was yeah. so funny because it was it was a bunch of good advice and then that rule. And I was like, I get it, mm-hmm. but also I don't get it. It's too cookie cutter. Yeah, that's like, and, yeah. and I, I was telling you about this. I was like, I would like to know if her, all of her first dates went like that or if she like learned because even if that's true only one of those relationships worked out because you're married now but anyway (laughs) yeah but also like is or is it just an ideal that you think other people should follow and if so where's like is this just testimonial evidence or is it like a study or something like because you could say 90 or like 75 percent of relationships that work out they only went on a 90 minute first date or something i guess maybe what she's trying to do is like don't go to each other's houses after the date which i but just say that yeah. Just say like end of the date. Yeah, right. You know? Also, I don't think someone's looking at their watch being like, Okay. It has <laughs> been ninety minutes. It yeah. is time to head out. Hey, would you like to see Avengers Endgame like with me? Yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah, 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 sure, no, sure. But after ninety minutes we gotta sit oh, yeah, in the opposite. <laughs> that movie's like three, three hours. hours yeah, long. yeah, like like uh, after after now I won't say what happens, but ninety minutes in we gotta we got to separate. Yeah. We got to go separate seats. We can finish. Like, we got to get separate popcorns. I'd be okay with that as long as I finish the movie. That's I'd a good like, point. Okay, see you later, alligator. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, bye. But, like, well, well, like, what was our first date? We were talking about this the other yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, we might have something different in mind. Yeah, in exactly. My mind, yeah. In my mind, our first date <laughs> was when we went to Walmart, <laughs> which we weren't even, like, dating at the time yeah um we that's when like we actually became good friends because we went and for tape and and remember (laughs) tape yeah we just needed tape and but then uh, i was the one that got stuck on you Uh, Ah. (laughs) i'm sorry but i don't know if you remember (laughs) this but zach yeah shout out zach um (laughs) He right before we left, he was like, he made a joke about. Oh I yeah, he as that? as I left, it was so funny because so story a little backstory. So our friend Holly was doing some kind of decoration thing in her room, and she wanted painters tapes so she could use our it to decorate. Roommate. Oh yeah, yeah, you were roommates, yeah, yeah. and they were roommates. <laughs> so so um, they sent. I was the only one with a car, so they were like, "Hey Patrick, you take Phoebe to Walmart," and I was like, "Yeah, sure, that sounds fun." And, um, or like that, I'm not doing anything more like, and Zach was like, oh yeah, like, uh, or he was like, I can't go. And I was like, oh cool. And he's like, oh yeah, I bet you think it's cool. Like implying oh, that I wanted time alone with her. Yes. I was like, well, great. Thanks. Yeah. Even if I wanted that to happen now, it's never going to happen. Cause you said something, but I guess I was wrong, Zach. Indeed. This is for you. There you go, <laughs> man. Yeah. But at the time I didn't even know you that well. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say that I 
had feelings for you at the time. Um, so it's funny. I wouldn't say that either. I didn't have feelings. <laughs> I've never had feelings in my life. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how it turned out though, because yeah. sorry. Well, I would say, I would say our first date was the, um, beaver. Oh yeah. Creek. That was, the I would definitely Creek. say that was like our official first date, but yeah. just since it was so seamless, like from us being friends, cause we were, we became friends so quick. Yeah. Uh, and then we became really good friends, super quick, right after we just became friends. And then right from that, it was just such a natural progression from like friends to, to dating, dating, you yeah. know? Yeah. And like, and then that's, that's the thing is like our, the first, when I first asked her on a date, I didn't think of it as a date. And then the next day we started dating. Yeah. I, it was like it was that that official like like okay I was like I realize I have feelings for you and you have feelings for me so I asked you out at seven in the morning <laughs> after six thirty after six thirty mass which, what because I was that? very tired definitely breaking visitation rules in oh, yeah. the dorms didn't, was that did, yeah we were in a common room before purpose? no it was not on purpose yeah because we got in trouble later we were like yeah we so yeah. and franciscan you can't and i'm an ra i should know this can you still get in trouble never mind so we were <laughs> we were in a common room in one of the halls at 7 a.m and you're not allowed to be in there until noon so shout out Catherine heck just lock me up right now i deserve it i deserve it i'm a bad man <laughs> you don't go there anymore so it doesn't even matter they get and they, they don't know who you are because we're disguising your voice so it works oh <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so that, so when when that all happened, in the back of my mind the whole time was these these talks that you hear about um, men. You need to to ask a girl out on like a proper date, and like they there are all these like ideas of what a proper date is, you know. And so you say like, well, a proper date is when you both get dressed up, and he brings you flowers, and you go out to dinner, and no movie, can't go out to a movie, that's bad. You sit in a dark room all by yourself. I don't know that. I think movie dates aren't the worst thing in the world. You know it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, we all have this idea of what like a perfect date is and what, like a real romantic date is, and in in that we can lose the human moments mm-hmm. where people actually meet and fall in love. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that like the movie thing makes sense, but I think a better way for him to have said it or for people to say it is like go to something where you can talk to the talk to each other yeah talk get to to know them yeah don't use don't use something as like a barrier for discussion right i was saying like if two people are like huge movie buffs and they want to go see a movie together because it's like a new movie they both want to see i think that's totally fine yeah yeah like and there's 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 so many instances where you can be like or they don't know each other very well they do want that as a buffer between them, which is fine. And then they go out to dinner and they have something to talk about. Like, oh, what about this scene? What about this right. scene? You know, it's not it's not yes. the worst thing. And like, because, mm-hmm. I mean, people don't say the same thing about theater tickets. You know, theater tickets are very romantic. What's what's different? <laughs> what's different? You know, yeah. it's like you're still sitting in a dark room. You can't talk to each other. Anyway, there, there, there are a lot of rules that I think that I think specifically Catholic culture has put forward. Mm-hmm. Or at least the Catholic culture that I've been a part of. And, and it, it really it really. Um, freaked me out towards the beginning of our relationship because yeah. I was like, I didn't follow the rules. I didn't ask her on a proper date. Mm. But like I was saying, it's the the first time that we hung out was at Walmart. And the other time that we hung out, the time that I realized that I needed to ask you out was again at a Walmart. I don't Wait, know you, really? Yeah, it was the second Walmart trip. Oh, it was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember walking through the aisle with the crock pots. Yes. And you just stopped and turned around and put your head down. And I was like, what is happening? Because she was just being so funny. She was so cute. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. I was telling my friend Nino, shout out Nino about this. Cause like you and I had been, con- you guys, you and I had been like talking to each other about some like really deep emotional stuff. And I was like, I feel like, I feel like we're at the spot where we're like helping each other out. And I don't, I don't want to like, mix the being a confidant and being like romantically involved so i was like maybe i should stay a little bit at a distance but i lit phoebes i just i i am but a man okay you're so funny and i was just like i can't not ask you out i was like but i can't ask her out at walmart i feel like that is a universal rule if there's any universal rule for dating it's don't ask her out at a walmart yeah unless you both work there 
Those are the only exception. Fair, fair. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. No, um, but really, there is no rule. So if you want to ask a girl out at Walmart, you go for it, okay? I am do behind it. you. Do it. <laughs> Just do it. Phoebe's literally right behind you screaming, just do, do it. it. Literally. She's in the literally. frozen food section going like, you got this, my dude. Okay, really though, let's think about it. Was it better to ask at a Walmart or at 7 a.m.? At a Walmart at 7 a.m. <laughs> hey. Wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You twisted mm. that up on me. I didn't expect I did. you to say that. But yeah, so the, 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 the rule that I really wanted to talk about was the... Um, don't date until you're ready to get married rule. Mm. Have you heard that one? I've heard you say that. Okay. So this is going to be a very one-sided conversation then because you've heard me say it. Yes. But so. I have opinions about it. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All you need to do a podcast is to have heard something and have an, opinion, have opinion, about, an opinion. Indeed. So um, this, I was watching this video. If you guys didn't, I'll link the blog post because I talked about it a little more in depth there. Um if you guys want, I'll, I'll link it in the, I'll link it in the description. So, um, there was this Catholic dating video that was like rules for dating and stuff. And I figured out what the other two are. One of them, one of them was the, uh, no date, no dates past 90 minutes rule. But, um, the, the rule that really, really bugged me was don't date until you're ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. And that phrasing is really problematic but it's a phrasing that like it's not something that i haven't heard before you yeah. know have you heard that before that phrasing not that phrasing but like that kind of sentiment yeah. you know what i mean oh yeah yeah the thing that i've heard more though is just the reminder that dating is for marriage so whenever you had told me that i was kind of surprised that someone worded it in that way because like i i texted you about this I get what they were trying to say, or at least I hope they were trying to say this. Uh, They were trying to say that dating is for marriage. Yeah. Um, But obviously no one, when they start dating, is ready for marriage. Is ready for marriage. You know? So. Yeah, but that that phrasing really bugged me. And it's like, I think that I thought... so the the um, don't date until you're ready for marriage sentiment, I think that when I was in high school, I thought that. Mm. I thought that like I had to be ready to date, which mm-hmm. meant that I had to be perfect in order for a relationship to work. Like I had to be, I had to be fully ready, whatever that meant, whether that meant like emotionally, spiritually, uh, I've I've never been physically ready to date anybody. I'm just a little pudgy, a pudgy mess. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Um, but what, whatever that meant, I always thought that like I had to be ready for marriage to date or like ready for a long term relationship, and it mm-hmm. really gummed me up, you know. And so I think I hear this from speakers all the time, where it's like, guys, just ask the girl out, just do it. And also I hear mm-hmm. this like, don't date until you're ready for marriage, and it feels very like conflict it now i have the i have a theory i think they know they're talking to high school students and it's better just tell high school students not to date each other but it doesn't matter they're not dating each other anyway they're all addicted to pornography so we're fine um but in general for those of you who are dating people and not computers um that was really mean for some (laughs) but anyway um I, i i think i don't think i'm alone in that sentiment affecting me i know that like yeah. I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, I am very critical of myself. So there would never be a time where I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I am 100% ready for marriage because yeah. I'm always going to say there's something more that I can improve upon myself. Like yeah. I can be more disciplined. I can, I don't know, just like different things like that. Uh, just something that I was thinking about right now is discipline. So that's why I brought it up. But So I don't think that works definitely for us as people who are reaching towards holiness because we are trying to be like Christ to other people and we're not perfect and we want to be 
good for another person. And if we're, if we see ourselves as imperfect, we're never going to see ourselves as good enough, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first step for us is just to understand that we're not perfect. Um, yeah, this is, this is a tangent, so I'm going to get back on the road, but yeah, no, I think for me, it's just, for me, it's just, I don't think I would ever feel 100% ready. You know, I might feel like 90% ready, but But yeah, we had a lot of, we had, we had that issue at the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. It was like the first couple of months. It was really tough. We had that conversation a lot of like, am I ready for this? Am I ready for this? Right. Yeah. And it was a lot of like, it took a lot of like recentering and rethinking and, and this, this kind of like anxiety that we get over our, our readiness for our final vocation or whatever. It's like, it's not even just a dating thing too. I mean, I know seminarians go through this too. They're like, Mm -hmm. am I ready to be a priest? Am Mm -hmm. I like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not holy enough. I'm not ready enough. And it's the way that the devil gets to people who are striving for holiness. Mm -hmm. It's just this intense scrupulosity. Yeah. Yeah. And dating isn't for perfect people. Yeah. yeah. And vocations, how like dating, if you do it right and, um, uh, like priesthood and the religious life, those bring you to holiness, you know? So of course you're going to get attacked. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I think that us, we talked a little bit about like how we started dating. I guess we did tell that story a little bit, but I think that, um, one of, one of the, one of the ways that I've said this on the crunch before, but one of the ways that I know that I'm doing God's will, if I, is if I can feel myself getting purified by something, and so that does happen with my job a lot. It's like, I know I can feel myself getting like more, more able to like love other people, m- like more disciplined on my, in my, like my prayer life and my, in my work, more disciplined, like ministry, better at, better at presenting the faith, all this stuff, better at study. And I, I definitely see that in our relationship. Like one of the reasons why I know I'm called to be with you is because I feel more holy. <laughs> I right. feel holy. I feel, I feel more like virtuous not just because i'm with you but because we like we like rub up against each other and we can we can we can like get in each other's skin get in each other's skin and for instance the whole dishes thing right the dishes the dishes thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like when i when i had my house in steubenville and you would come over and like you'd come over before i got home from work and i didn't done the dishes and it was like this is a mess and i hate this Mm -hmm. i was like yeah so you i would never have noticed not i would never have noticed but like it wouldn't have bothered me unless you had been there and so that even that tiny little like yeah that tiny little thing same in with my own heart is like a a tweet that i send out is like not good and you point that out it's like one of those things and i'm sure i hope at least that i make you a little more virtuous even like the little tiny ways yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely and i wanted to clarify something that i said earlier i said if you do it right, it leads to holiness. And we were talking about like what, uh, how there's no standard for dating. The only thing that is the same about all relationships that make it quote unquote right is sacrificing for another person, you know, and that's going to make you holier and all that other stuff, like 90 minutes stuff. And (laughs) when you can say, I love you. And when you can kiss the person, like, that's all up to the relationship and how things are going within the relationship. And the interesting thing about this rule too, though, is that I think it's the same for secular relationships too. Like it's not only for Christian relationships. Like if there is a couple who is atheist or doesn't believe in God, like they are gonna be able to show each other the most love if they sacrifice for each other exactly yeah i think the only reason why the culture has hijacked dating it's we have this like idealistic kind of traditionalist view of like courtship (laughs) you know whatever whatever the hell that means yeah (laughs) it's like it's like oh you you're you're courting a young woman and then you ask her to uh you give her a promise ring which is like a pre-engagement ring Mm -hmm. you know it's all it's all it's all different rings and uh they all fit together and um yeah i don't know and, and and like that's the thing is like if you say you're courting someone but then a secular person says they're talking to someone it's the same dang thing yeah it's the same thing it's yeah. i think uh, hey i think you're popping you think i'm popping let's get it it's like <laughs> but the the reason why 
secular culture dating is bad is because they're having sex. Like that's just let's just say like say it what it is. It's like they're not. The reason why secular culture dating is bad is because it's focused on the physical, yeah. and that leads away from sacrifice and towards yeah, self indulgence. Exactly, and I feel like that's the case not only within sex but within any aspect that that's a big thing that is a red flag but there's other things that from that is going to lead to just selfish behaviors from that person to the other person in the relationship you know that's why like cheating is such a big thing and stuff Mm. like that so cheating's lame lame that's why that's (laughs) that's why i don't even that's why i don't even play bs because i hate cheating so much you've definitely played i I love playing bs yeah that was a bs I got you. <laughs> yeah. Good one. I have I have so like speaking of cheating, I have so many ways of cheating at BS. It's insane. <laughs> There's like so many different ways. I'm not gonna say I'm on the podcast in case we ever play BS together. Which for all of our, <laughs> our for all the little ears in in the in the seat, BS stands for banana smoothie. All little right, ears. kids. The children listen to this podcast. Oh really? Uh, probably. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, little 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 fourth is, graders. I thought this is like a young adult podcast. I mean, it's a young adult podcast, but high schoolers listen to it, and then but they don't have little ears, and then moms listen to the they podcast. They have medium ears. They have medium ears. Moms listen to the podcast, and they have kids riding around in their in their Escalade or whatever moms drive. Do moms drive Escalade? I'm assuming we. What only, is an Escalade? It's those cars that like the FBI drives. It's like Cadillac oh. Escalade, big black. Okay, when you said Escalade, I thought of an escalator. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I, just, I thought of that machine in the gym. Oh, like the Stairmaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they just like ride that around. And I was like, that's The only people I've ever seen on Stairmasters are moms, though. So that makes sense. How do you know if they're moms, though? You can tell. <laughs> By, wait, really? By how, how much I trust them. Oh, no, that's... No, you can't tell who's a mom and who's not. No, you can't. (laughs) Whether they're wearing leg warmers and a sweatband. Unless they tell you. And sometimes you can't even trust that. You can't trust that. (laughs) I'm just kidding. When I was a kid, my mom always used to tell me that if I get lost, I should find a mom. Yeah. Yeah. I think she meant I I should try and find a new mom and get lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you thought she meant or that's what you thought she meant now? That's that's what I... Okay, okay. That's what I think she means now. Yeah. Where were we? <laughs> oh. I got lost. I need to find a mom. <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, you made you made a good point that I definitely said oh, in the yeah. blog. But We're talking about secular yeah, yeah, yeah. dating. I just the, but the thing about secular dating is that there needs to I think marriage in general needed an element of sacrifice in the beginning cuz when we when we talk about dating and marriage, we're dealing with something that existed before the fall. And then existed after the fall in a fallen state and now exists in a resurrected state, right? So, like, marriage existed before sin did. Mm -hmm. And so there was a perfect way for marriage to exist before the fall. Then marriage existed after the fall. And that's where you get stuff like polygamy and divorce and all these things were added into marriage that should never have been there in the first place. And then Christ resurrected marriage from the ashes and and brought it back. And so, like, we now live in this, like, this renewed and better state. So like marriage is even better than it was ever before because it's united to Christ's sacrifice. So marriage outside of the church, it, 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 it longs for that, that love. It longs for that sacrificial love, mm-hmm. but it has no reason for it. Like, na- yeah. it, like I don't, I don't know if there is naturally a, re- I guess, I guess there kind of is. Cause like, naturally you're saying i love you so much i would i would like have a child with you and like mm-hmm. raise it forever and be with you when 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 you're old and wrinkly and you smell weird at night and <laughs> like all those things smell weird at night i mean everybody smells weird at night really uh not, do you s- <laughs> i don't I, I mean yeah do no. you come into my room and smell <laughs> me <laughs> You fly no, from Pittsburgh. No, I would never do that. <laughs> I. You smell different I'm when you're awake. Start locking my door, okay? <laughs> I'm just. I, I thought you were being like, like, oh, you smell weird when you sleep. Like, I never mind. This isn't gonna work. Like, we have to pull back on this. We're gonna reel it in. You're gonna get we're some gonna, medicated deodorant, we're and we're gonna, gonna revisit this and put it in a bucket and close up the bucket and, and burn the bucket, burn the bucket, and, and then put, put the put, ashes in the ground and put some dirt on top of it. And then put a little seeds so that we could grow 
grow some grass. Grow a tree and then it'll smell good. (laughs) Yes. It's full circle. Um, Full circle. What was I saying? I'm sorry. I don't remember. No, this was, this is a very crunch thing. So this is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Saying something meaningful and then just a huge tangent. Um, Yeah. So like, I think, I think marriage, I guess does have like a natural element of sacrifice, but the sacrifice of, I think what's different about um, Christian marriage is that, and you took a class on Christian marriage. Yes, you could talk I about did. Um, I didn't, so we'll, we know who's going to you know, be pulling most of the weight in this thing. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I did want to say, um, I, it was more of a question because I don't remember a lot about this. My brain is just not working right now. What time is it? It's, it's late and I'm tired, so my brain's not working very well. You're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) But we had talked about the wedding feast at Cana Mm -hmm. and how, if I remember correctly, that was the revival of Hmm. marriage. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I I hit the mic. Um, The revival of marriage and everything in there, like everything in that scene was super symbolic and I wish I remembered everything. But I don't. But it was extremely beautiful. That whole class was just so good. It was really. Yeah, good. it's interesting that the first the first miracle that Christ does mm-hmm. renews exactly. marriage. Yeah, exactly. Because like because when he begins his salvific mission, it's ordered towards the cross, and so is marriage. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like mar- marriage is 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 meant to be, at least in the renewed sacramental order, it's meant to be powered by and drawn towards the cross. Yeah. And like the, 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 we're, we're called to sacrifice for each other. The only way we're able to sacrifice for each other is because Christ sacrificed for us mm. first. And the way that we do that. And so like the, with all that in mind, I guess when you're saying what people mean when they say date, don't date until you're ready for marriage. I think what they mean is don't date until you understand what marriage is. Yes. That's a much better way to say it. Absolutely. Because if you understand what marriage entails, now, we're never going to understand what marriage is until we get there, right? Because mm-hmm. how do you know you're ready for something until you truly experience oh, yeah. it, right? Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody gets ready like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen for marriage. Anyway, um, yeah. knowing now, like knowing that marriage is ordered towards and powered by the cross, you then know what you should do with people that you're dating, right? Like yeah. what, what, it, what does it mean to truly date someone? It means a regular sacrifice of, of small things. Mm. And like, I mean, I don't, I, that's the, what sucks is when we get back to this practical takeaway, I feel like Ethan and I always come to this practical takeaway is like, just do small acts of great love. Yes. St. Therese. <laughs> Shout out St. Therese. <laughs> <laughs> small acts of great love. It's like, what practically, what does that look like? I mean, you know what it looks like. What does it look like in, I don't know, Phoebe, what does it look like in a dating relationship? Doing small things with great love. Yeah. Like specifically. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, the first thing that pops into my mind since we were talking about dishes earlier is whenever I would go over to your house sometimes, I would do dishes. Or for you, oh my gosh, whenever you give me a massage, that means so much to me. (laughs) My love language, as you know, is definitely acts of service. So like that, just that uh, gesture of love goes such a long way. And just doing Mm. little things like that. um, It is so little, or even just going to the store to buy me something if I'm sick. They're little things, but they add up and they make this, this huge heart of love, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's little things that really matter. I think. And know? those little things prepare you for the big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, I think that's why Christ spent 30 years of small sacrifice within his family to prepare for the big sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like we can't hear that enough. Um, Cause so much of our relationships in general, our friendships, our familiar relationships, we don't really mean it because we do truly love these people, but sometimes we can get into this mode of like, what can I get from this? Mm. What what will make me happy from this? Yeah. Um, and that's not what we should be looking for. Mm-hmm. I forget. Man, where did I read this recently? 
I think it might have been, I, oh my gosh, I think it might have been in the seven habits of highly effective people. Nice. Yeah, I was reading that <laughs> on the plane because I was bored and he was- On the plane here? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. I just wanted to be super highly effective when I saw you. Yeah. You know, I just want to like walk in the door and you'd be like, man, Patrick, you look very effective today. I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> little things with great love. <laughs> just little things. Uh, he was talking about how, oh, it was on, it was, he was counseling this guy who was married and um, he and his wife like- love each other so much and then like they got older and he was like i just don't feel the love anymore like i feel like i'm stuck i feel stuck in this marriage because i can't leave because divorce wasn't a big thing when he wrote this and he was like i feel stuck and i can't leave and he was like well just choose to love her Mm -hmm. and he was like like, that's stupid because i I don't and he's like just choose to do it and he was like, I guess I, I guess I could do that. It's like when you, when you feel sometimes it's inevitable. One of these days, if you get married at 23, if you get married at 30, that's still not even half your life. If you live to 80 or longer, right? You're going to live most of your life, hopefully with someone. You tell me there's not going to be a day where you don't feel stuck. Yeah. You know, like, did I make the right decision? Not that you don't love them. Of course you do. But like, eventually there's going to be a time when it's like, it's not as, fiery and because you know you're not young anymore it just Mm -hmm. happens and yeah what are you gonna do on that day if you don't choose to love that person when it's easy yeah right and 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 what what he says that what he says next makes it even better he's like he feels stuck he feels imprisoned he feels trapped but in reality the choice to love makes you free because now you're not ruled by your emotions Mm -hmm. if you can choose to love someone you're not ruled by if I have a headache and like you're bugging me yeah, and like I can't stand being with you, it's like I can still love you mm-hmm. in the midst of that because I'm not ruled by my emotions. Yeah, this is this is a huge thing for me because whenever we first started dating, it was a little rocky at first because mm-hmm. I was going through some severe depression and anxiety and it wasn't until I made that choice like I'm obviously not gonna feel love all the time and I'm not going to feel anything all the time (laughs) like at times you know but I need to make an effective decision to love and like feelings are not going to be anything and now that that I've come through that extremely difficult time that has taught me now whenever things, whenever my emotions are normal and um, I'm pretty okay for the most part at this point that even when I'm not feeling the best during a day or we're fighting or whatever, that I still choose to love and my feelings, love doesn't come out of feelings for each other, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah, we literally started our relationship and I feel like if, if 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 you if you step back from our lives and picked a moment in both of our lives to choose when to start it would not have been that moment. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and and I and it's crazy cuz I think back to that point and I honestly would not tell anyone else to <laughs> get in a relationship, you know, yeah. because I was in a tough tough spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm but, like, I'm happy it started the way yeah, it did. Cause... Oh, absolutely. And, and this is the other reason why I am such a bit at big advocate of no relationship is the same. There is no quote unquote standard except for sacrificing for each other because you are going to be in a relationship when you are supposed to be in a relationship. Yeah. Because I, that time that I was going through all of that would have been way different if I was not dating you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is it is different for everyone. So yeah. there are like, you are extremely unique in this way that you could date me whenever I was in such a hard and vulnerable place. Um, but not every person is like that. So I'm not saying like, if you have extreme depression get in a relationship or don't get in a relationship. (laughs) Like I'm not saying it either way. I'm seriously saying it's a case by case situation because it depends on the person who has that mental illness and the person who is dating that person, you know? 
I feel like there's something else to be said, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I think I always feel like there's something else to be said. There's my my like final thought is I really hope we can all just together stop overthinking this because I I feel it I feel it too much in all of my friends. I've had so many conversations at Franciscan. Mm. And like I I understand that just going to that school specifically is a little bit of like a, a narrowing view because you don't really get to see Catholicism as a whole. But I think that a lot of us have been affected by this kind of dating, the dating culture culture, mm-hmm. where it's like we're so, we're so, we want to move the culture so bad that we like create our own culture that kind of is a little toxic as well. Mm. And like, I, I think that because marriage and dating is so unique, it's like literally no marriage is the same because no person is the same. And no combination of people is the same, even less. And so, like, it has to be discerned. And by that, I mean, do something. You know, like, move, make a decision. If that's date, if that's not date, fine. But just, like, move away from absolutes when it comes to dating. I'm not talking about, like, morality. (laughs) Move away from absolutes when it comes to dating because you're not a statistic. You're a person. And she's not a statistic. He's not a statistic. They're a person. Um, you are called to love that person the way Christ loved you, regardless of whether or not they're your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or spouse or whatever. So just love them the way you're supposed to. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add? I guess just my last thought is that if you're single, it's still important to practice sacrifice. Yeah. To family and friends because... Things aren't going to change once you get into a relationship. So practice it now. Mm. Always practice love. That's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Phoebe, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's like really like weird to just sit in front of each other using the same microphone. And I'm going to have I'm going to have a heck of a job editing this thing because so many things went wrong. (laughs) It's like this is like if, if you could hold a podcast together with duct tape. That would be this podcast. It wasn't that bad. No, 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 not like not no like us setting it up. Like I'm not oh. even. I'm using like oh, Bluetooth yes. headphones to oh, monitor. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I have. We're only recording in the left channel. So if you hear us in the left and right channel, it's because I'm a genius. <laughs> I'm a literal genius. But oh, the conversation God. was good. I knew this was going to be a good conversation because Phoebe is a very smart girl. Aw, she's like very wise, and and I wanted you guys to hear her opinions. And her, her wisdom on dating. Um, because I know I reference her a lot when we talk about love. Because she's taught me a lot about love. And I wanted you guys to hear straight from her what it means to love and be loved in a dating relationship. Because you all want to get married. Because you're all young. Or not. Or not. You or all... you want to get married to the church. The or church. Jesus. Or Jesus. <laughs> Go be become priest. <laughs> become priest. Or none. Or none. Become none. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, in uh, in closing, not on the topic, uh, just a few last minute things. Um, Patreon is getting freaking lit, guys. Phoebe made mugs. Lit. Yo, F- shout out to Phoebe, like right here. Hey. Phoebe Phoebe <laughs> made mugs for the Patreon supporters. So if you support us at $20 a month or more, you will get an official crunch mug that you cannot get anywhere else. Hit that subscribe button. Smash that like. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so go to patreon.com slash the crunch. Um, if you're on the, if you're on the Patreon at all, I think $5 and above, you get access to Patreon live streams. We're going to be doing, we're going to be recording instead of monthly mailbag every month, we're going to be recording a live show with just a few people, which is a few people. So they get exclusive access to talk to us. It's going to be great. Um, also shout out to everyone I met at CYMC, uh, especially, uh, Jonathan Blevins at bearded Blevins on Twitter. I don't know what his Twitch is, but he's a Fortnite streamer. Um, I didn't know that was a thing until like a couple of months ago. So that's fun. I've never watched someone else play video games because I'm the oldest brother. So I always got to play. Fair. Fair. Anyway, so Phoebe, do you have anything else for the people? I have nothing else for the people. Me either. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you next week.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.